We are talking college, why it costs so much, what scholarship options exist for students, and what impact President Biden's decision to cancel $10,000 of student loan debt for many borrowers is having on Chicagoans. Now, some breathed a major sigh of relief when the announcement came down. It's enabling me to live, you know, not just to survive, but to live. Others with student debt felt it was more of a Band-Aid. Is $10,000 enough? Like, is that going to make a big impact for me? Probably not. So let's hear from some local folks on what this could mean for them. Joining us now to discuss is Iman Abdelhadi, Assistant Professor of Comparative Human Development at University of Chicago. She works in higher ed, and because she received Pell Grants, she'll see $20,000 of her student debt forgiven. Iman, welcome to Reset. Thank you so much for having me. Can you walk us through your decision of where to attend university? Yeah, I wanted to attend a um, public institution, um, but one that offered me the kind of education that would take me um, as far as I wanted to go, and I attended the University of Michigan. Um, But my education there costed $45,000 a year, um, despite it being a public institution. Wow, that's a lot of money. So how much student debt did you have then when you, by the time you left college? Because of Pell Grants um, and scholarships, I um, had about $50,000 in student debt by the time that I left, and I considered myself lucky uh, to have to have that little, which tells you a lot about the state of um, higher education debt in this country. So having you know $50,000 of, of debt, uh, debt hanging over you at the time, what, what was life like? Yeah, it's a major impediment to being able to accumulate wealth. I mean, my um, I come from a low-income background. My household growing up was well below the poverty level, um, which is why I got Pell Grants. Um, and uh, essentially, it's, it, it's extremely difficult. And as a social scientist, I can tell you that, you know, my generation has had a very, very hard time accumulating wealth over time. So even though we might earn decent incomes, it's very hard for us to buy homes. Um, it's very hard for us to have um, any kind of accumulated wealth over time, unlike previous generations. So unless you have a parent that can give you a down payment um, or some kind of inheritance, it's it's really, really hard to sort of move up or um, or to um, to, yeah, buy property. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, this opens up the possibility of um, saving enough to actually be able to buy in the near future. So after President Biden's uh, debt forgiveness, how much will you have left to pay now? Uh, about 30000 What kind of space will that free up, for, you know, in, in your life? Talk more about that, because, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal from going from 50 to 30. Yeah. Obviously, there's still more to go, but uh, I feel like you can kind of see the end of the tunnel a bit better. Yeah, it's a significant amount. It feels like, you know, if I um, if I scrounge, if I, um, you know, maybe pick up an extra class or something, I can I can actually get to the other side. But more importantly, there's enough room in my monthly budget to be able to save um, to, to save towards a down payment um, and to um, feel a little bit more comfortable um, in in my finances. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a, it's a really big deal. It's almost half of my student debt. I want to pick up on a point that you were making a moment ago, Iman, and, and 
See, you know, one of the reasons that many people, as we know, attend college, it's it's to create economic stability. Uh, it's also to um, mm-hmm. achieve class mobility. But as, as the president stated in his announcement, entering the middle class, that's still unattainable for many people with degrees, right? Just because of this mm-hmm. student debt. Expand on your thoughts there. I mean, do you think that this will help you and others in your situation at least try to build wealth? I think so, but I think that a major shift would have required canceling a lot more debt than we actually canceled. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy that my student debt just got cut in half. I'm ecstatic. Um, But looking at the state of, um, as you're saying, class mobility in this country, there's Mm -hmm. been a huge stagnation, um, especially for this generation and the generation right before it, right? So people are not able to do the thing that has traditionally moved people up in the class structure, which is to buy property, um, and and so you know, I think I, I I think on the one hand, I'm I'm really glad that this happened. On the other hand, I'm sad that more didn't happen, uh, especially given the enormity of of student debt um, in this country. Yeah. So you're saying, from what I what I can hear, Iman, this is great, but it doesn't go far enough. Yeah, exactly. I think that canceling student debt would have been viable. I think it it would have been, um, you know, canceling more student debt would have been viable and would have actually done a lot more to launch us into that kind of class mobility that President Biden um, has said that he's uh, committed to. And, and I think especially considering the fact that for many of us, it was it was receiving public education um, that um, that put us in this debt, right? Why did I have to pay $45,000 a year to attend a public institution that receives, you know, um, federal tax money? Even though I came from a low-income background and came from a household that could not possibly by any means uh, contribute to this education. Yeah. Almost sounds like it makes no sense. (laughs) It makes absolutely no sense, and it is not the way that uh, most of the, the developed world lives. Yeah. Well, if you could give advice right now to, you know, just I'm thinking of incoming college freshmen right now trying to prepare when it comes to student loans, what should they keep in mind? Yeah, I mean, I think um, when you are young, and especially if you come from a background where you've never really dealt with large sums of sums of money, that that amount of um, that it, you know the the idea of taking on loans it seems so abstract in the future. Um, and I think that goes for other types of debt that students take on too, whether it's high interest credit cards. Um, or student loans, that there's just this sense that, you know, it's okay, I'll deal with this later. And then the, that, you know, that those amounts pile up and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then, you know, one day you're really faced with a reality of a financial future that doesn't actually feel um, viable or, uh, or mobile. And so I think, um, you know, people should try really hard to pursue um, low-cost um, education. At the same time, you know, not all college degrees are created equal. And so um, I think, you know, it's about finding that balance between getting the kind of education that's going to move you uh, forward while still um, while still minimizing your debt. I think the scariest thing is seeing people um, spend inordinate amounts of money on, uh, on degrees um, from institutions like for-profit institutions that don't 
um, that don't actually equate to, you know, better wage earning. Mm -hmm. Very good points. If you had some sort of crystal ball and could make some sort of change, what's your overall vision for, for education, Iman? Like, do you think college should just be free? College should absolutely be free, um, especially public public college. Um, this is we we know that um, uh, college is a, an an important part of um, on on uh, you know it's an important part of cost mobility, but it's also an important part of building out. Um, you know, people's a sort of holistic understanding of the world. And yeah. not everyone has to go to college, but if you have the sort of grades and you have the um, the background to, to make it through, I think it should absolutely be free. I think, um, you know, just like high school education is free, college should actually be free as well. Thank you for telling us your story, Iman. That's Iman Abdelhadi from the University of Chicago. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for having me. Student debt is a topic that Reset's been covering throughout the pandemic as borrowers waited for President Biden to deliver on his campaign promise of loan forgiveness. Here are some Reset listeners that we heard from in the fall. They were discussing how college debt has affected their lives. I'm lucky enough that I didn't pick up any debt in college. Um, I'm a public school teacher, but my wife actually has a tremendous amount of debt. And one thing I've been thinking about with uh, student loan forgiveness for public service is that it forgives people on an individual basis, but not a family basis. Her debt ends up impacting our whole family. And there's nothing about the fact that I'm a public school teacher in Chicago that helps us address that debt. I was talking to some students um, overseas. Over there, their education is paid for. And then they're like, well, you pay taxes, right? We're like, yes. Well, what do your taxes pay for? I'm like, "Uh, infrastructure? I don't know. It's a lot because even if I'm in a good position and I'm working hard and paying off my debt to a which I am doing and have been doing, every time that I get a raise even, it gets swallowed by, you know, my payment going up every year. It does feel insurmountable and impossible, even though I am trying to do everything in my power to to keep doing what I'm supposed to do. The other thing I've been thinking about is that I have a ton of friends who are drowning in student debt to the point where they've just given up have stopped making their payments altogether. It's basically shut them out of any kind of access to credit. And I wonder if a sizable partial forgiveness of student debt might incentivize a lot of people who have given up hope to start repaying things back if they feel like paying that debt off is achievable. Now we turn to another local borrower. Kat Murphy from North Center left a full-time job during the pandemic to care for her daughter. And she says loan forgiveness makes paying off her debt feel more attainable. Hey, Kat, welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks so much for having me. What was your reaction when you heard the news that the president issued an executive order to forgive up to $20,000 of student debt for millions of people? I was absolutely elated. Um, I was out on a walk with my daughter and my husband called me and he said, Biden did it. He did it. He's canceling $10,000 of debt. Um, he's like, don't get your hopes up. Let's see if we qualify. But, um, you know, we came home and read the details of, of the plan and, um, we should be able to qualify for the forgiveness. And, Mm -hmm. um, for us, it makes a, it makes a huge difference for us. So take us back. Tell us your story about taking on the student loans in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So I was very fortunate to go to undergrad for, um, essentially free, took out a very small loan to study abroad, but I had a full, tuition scholarship um, at a state university. And 
Um, I didn't really want to go there, but the, the thought of taking on a ton of debt for undergrad just wasn't a reality for me. Um, so I opted for the cost effective um, option. Um, I knew, you know, later in my college years that I wanted to go into higher education to pursue a career. Um, And in that space, really a master's degree is required. Um, So I worked a couple of years out of undergrad. Then I went back to school to pursue a master's degree here in Chicago. Um, And I was lucky enough. I had my first year tuition paid for, um, but in order to get um, more targeted work experience and to have a better work-life balance, I gave up um, a tuition-paying assistantship to um, pursue other work opportunities during my second year. Um, And so I had to take out loans to pay for my second year of graduate school um, at a private university. And um, that decision certainly had a great impact on my career. It's, you know, what led to some really great um, opportunities after graduate school, but also meant taking on about $30,000 worth of debt. Yeah. You worked in higher education, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. you were on track to get uh, public service loan forgiveness, but you wanted to spend more time with your young daughter. So you left your job. Tell us a bit of how you came to that decision and how making that choice impacted your debt. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one of the perks of working in higher education is not really the pay, um, but it is it is a you generally a position eligible for public service loan forgiveness, um, which means you know after ten years um, or one hundred and twenty uh, loan payments working in an eligible field, you get the remainder of your loans forgiven, um, and that's something that you know I was definitely interested in. Um, but, you know, I wasn't always sure if that would be an option for me, but, I, you know, I was hoping it would be. Um, but, yeah, during the pandemic, I, I had a daughter and she had some health issues and um, it just it just wasn't working out well for me in yeah. the full time workplace. So I left my, my job and knowing that, um, you know, that meant potentially giving up that student loan forgiveness if I didn't return to um, return to the full-time workforce in the near future. Um, and that was certainly a factor in our decision. Um, ultimately, I, I made the decision to stay home, and I'm, I'm very, very grateful that, that I was able to do that. I know a lot of people were forced into that position, and I had the opportunity and privilege to, to make that decision myself. Yeah. Um, but it certainly, um, it certainly was a factor in that decision process. For sure. Well, you started off this conversation, Kat, by saying you feel elated, right? So mm-hmm. talk more about what this loan forgiveness means for you personally. It sounds like you, you, you feel like the finish line is in sight now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So like many borrowers, um, my, you know, my, I did not have subsidized loans, so they're racking up interest. And during the pandemic, during the payment pause, I was able to pay down some of my principal. Um, and actually, instead of seeing my loan balance grow, I was able to see it decrease, which was really satisfying. Um, and at this point, I have, um, I've made just about, almost halfway through um, my loan balance. And with this $10,000 um, loan forgiveness, the finish line is in sight, um, and it feels much more attainable to pay off that debt in a year, year and a half um, versus looking five years down the line yeah. um, and ne- feeling like I'm never going to see the finish line because even though I was very fortunate to have such a low, technically low amount of, of loans, um, it just didn't feel like it was yeah. – and it, my payments were making a difference. Um, and so this is a real um, – it, it feels like I'm making real progress. And, you know, the other piece of the the loan forgiveness plan was that 
um, you know, cutting cutting the requirement for the income-driven repayments, cutting um, out the interest. If you're making timely payments, timely monthly payments, uh, that is also a huge impact um, because I can be assured that my loan isn't going to continue gaining overwhelming interest yeah. while I pay it off. Well, I got to ask you, and I'm sure you've probably been asked some form of this question before. Mm-hmm. What do you make of folks who say, well, I paid off my student loan debt through hard work. Mm-hmm. This isn't fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand it's probably very frustrating. Um, I, but I choose to want to live in a society where instead of, you know, saying, well, I suffered, so you should suffer too. That we say I suffered so that you don't have to, right? I want to see the world improve. I want to see society improve and be better for future generations. I don't want my daughter in 25 years, you know, to take on a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt to go to college. Um, and it, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see something change. Mm -hmm. Um, even if that means that, yeah, did I, did I pay off more on my student loans than if I had just waited, I could probably have gotten forgiven. Sure. Um, but I, I want to see others succeed. I want to live in a society where we see others succeed. And also, you know, I'm kind of a person who's like, show me someone that hasn't benefited from someone else's student loans, right? Teachers, social workers, nurses. These are all helping professions that usually require advanced degrees yeah. and don't make enough money to pay them off. And we all benefit from them in our society. Um, and I think we can all um, do our part to ensure that we still have people in those roles. Yeah. That's Kat Murphy, who's benefiting from the Student Loan Forgiveness Program. Thank you for sharing your story, Kat, and good luck to you and your family. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.